welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your mm -hmm. home. You, and Lord. boy, oh boy, do we have a story for you today. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Mm -hmm. Well, today again, we have Marlene Watkins. She's an amazing woman. She's a Catholic author and a foundress of Our Lady of Lourdes Hospitality North American Volunteers. She's here to share with us the miraculous events that still occur today at Lourdes and the new pilgrimage opportunities that are being made available and you need to go. And she also has an upcoming series on EWTN entitled my Lord's Faith mm. Journey. She's also authored a beautiful book, Everyday Miracles of Lords. Mm. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And if your faith is needing an infusion of encouragement, and maybe you're waning, like, I don't believe, Lord, help my unbelief, read her book, God Will Open Your Eyes, yeah. Set your heart on fire and you'll be going, I believe, I believe, right? That's right. Um, very exciting, very moving, and people are being healed, not only physically, but emotionally, spiritually, healing of their mind and, and various wounds that are taking place. People who aren't getting physical healings are just a great peace with the Lord prepared for their passing, if that's what God's calling them to. It just seems like fear begins to dissipate mm -hmm. and courage and hope comes and you have God's perspective about things instead of this worldly perspective and he prepares you to to meet him mm -hmm. and so indeed maybe God's calling you just to make pilgrimage there to take somebody who's really hurting physically emotionally spiritually and to make a journey to Lord's you have nothing to lose and so much to gain we'll be right back plenty more to come please don't go away Welcome back. We're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest again is Marlene Watkins, a Catholic author and the foundress of Our Lady of Lords Hospitality North American Volunteers. Well, she's here today to tell us about the miraculous events that occur 2023 at Lords and the new pilgrimage opportunities that are being made available to you at home. And she has an upcoming series on EWTN entitled My Lord's Faith Journey. And she's also authored a great book, Everyday Miracles of Lords. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. You can go to her website. It's Lords. It's Lordsvolunteers.org. Right. Well, 
I mean, I'm so excited. You had just like, it, like, it's like I'm on the IV of faith <laughs> injection. Um, from being and hearing the stories yesterday, it's like, this is really true. Uh, it's like a modern day miracle. How could it be? Do they still happen? Tell our family in a nutshell about what we shared about yesterday, about Lourdes, how it's all connected, all the miracles, and then we want to talk about your beautiful book and some of the stories that are in it. Well, at the time of the apparitions, it was a long distance even to come from Paris. Mm -hmm. So um, a hospitality was founded. It, it's a beautiful story that the sick would arrive in Lourdes. The train tracks were brand new in 1866. Mm -hmm. People would be put on the train by their family members. They'd arrive, the whistle would blow, and the good people out in the fields and in, and, you know, in the mills, they would stop, they would go and lift the people off the trains. The bishop saw this. And he said, this is a grace. Become an association in the church, an official part of the church, and this grace will flow beyond you. But if you don't, it could die when you die. Mm. So they were the first Lord's Hospitality, the Hospitality Notre Dame de Lourdes. And I belong to that, where many of us do, where we go and we serve in the sanctuary for the sick that are arriving. Then the first one came out of Paris where they brought the sick and they became the first Lord's Hospitality yeah. to bring the sick. And there's about 240 to 270 of them all in Europe until we were founded. And so now we bring people, we have people coming with us. First one outside of Europe? Yes, mm -hmm. the first okay. one outside Europe. We have people coming with us in October from Asia and from South America because they don't yet have mm -hmm. Lord's right. hospitalities. So the wonderful opportunity is for ordinary people like us and also medical professionals, young people, to come and make it possible for the sick to come. Mm -hmm. Because it takes all of us, a whole family, to make that possible. So we need people to help push the wheelchairs, people to help feed the sick, people to help in the dining room, to set yeah. the tables, to serve the meals, to clear housekeeping, to be at the airport, to help us for the people who don't travel, airport hospitality. So there's a place for everybody yeah. to volunteer to make it possible for the sick, including priests and deacons, you know, in the sisters who come, we just need everybody to yeah. make it possible yeah. to get people to I keep to getting the image of uh, the story where these guys let down somebody from the roof, mm. right? You know, and, yeah. and said, we gotta make it possible because Jesus is here. You know, the waters are being quickened mm -hmm. and somehow they, they do that, and, and get, but they, he needed hospitality. He needed the volunteers. He wanted to get in there. There was no way to get in there. It sounds like what, that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, I love that image. And you know, they they call them in France the brancardier, the, the stretcher bearers, because remember they take the stretcher, they bring him up, and yeah. I describe our teams just mm -hmm. that way. Okay. I say, right. you know, mm -hmm. if somebody says, I don't know, am I gonna be able to go? I say, you know, they're up on the roof right now. Mm -hmm. They're cutting the hole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're working with Air France, we're working with the sanctuary, um, because we stay in the hospital bed facility. Our volunteers sometimes stay in there, sometimes they stay in the building next door, but all together like a beautiful family makes it possible but you know there's also people who come with us that they are coming to help but they receive a grace mm -hmm. and a lot of people are very wounded we would look at them and we would not know the suffering that they carry and a lot of people come with us that are very broken inside and pilgrims come who just want to be on a holy yeah. pilgrimage to right. Lourdes right. so you don't have to be on oxygen but if you are mm -hmm. you can come if you're mm -hmm. part of the hospital I'm sorry 
if you're part of the hospitality team mm -hmm. or like a volunteer, what, is there training? Or yes, you, we provide all the training and all some the... Some things would be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we provide all the training and a lot of people make lifelong friendships. Sure. They're bonded in this service mm -hmm. or with the pilgrims that they're serving. So there's a lot of beautiful relationships that come, but most of the time it's the relationship they find with the Mother of God, with the sacraments in the church because you know some people come they're pretty far away and some people come mm -hmm. and they're really well grounded and that's the beauty of, of the hospitality it takes all of us together yeah. and boy you think of the young people in this generation in 2023 who are so lost and so um, selfish and they could bring their able, strong bodies yes. and give themselves away. What a service to another human being and for God to change their lives. And I say, you know, when you have two hands on a stretcher, two hands on the wheelchair, it's a perfect shot right mm -hmm. to your heart, you know, mm -hmm. our, our Lord really, and they become so selfless yes. in the service to others. And wow. it's really a profound change. We have parents call us and say, yeah. what happened? You know, yes. I mean, yes. you know. That they, was money just, well spent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a tax deduction, by the way. Okay. If you're volunteering, it's a tax, not that anybody goes for that reason, but it's still a benefit. What yes. age could they begin at? to be a volunteer or hospitality Great person. question. You know, Bernadette <coughs> was 14 when she went to the grotto, so we have a program for teenagers that's 14 to 17, and then we have university students who come. So there's different programs at different times, but there's always a place for mm -hmm. everybody at, at all the time to come. And you know, we wanted to let people know these opportunities are there because some people do not yeah. know that since COVID, they still can travel to Europe. Mm -hmm. Some people are still not yet traveling, but it's there, it's available. There are no restrictions at this time. And we, we manage around whatever the obstacles are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, this is such a, an answer, a solution for the illness that's in our culture, especially yeah. with the young people, this narcissism, no sense of vision, because our very core is supposed to be, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Right. That in, in giving your life, you find your life. And the problem is we, we don't have any giving going on mm -hmm. for our young people and they're in despair, they're suicidal, they take their lives. But if they can get close to helping someone, they find out the essence of their being, the image of God in them, this is, this is the answer for life, to give your life away. Mm -hmm. And we could heal our nation by sending people there, yeah. young people. So tell us again now about your book. You didn't tell us much about the book last time. Everyday Miracles, in, in your book. Well, you know, there's the approved miracles that mm -hmm. we know about that yeah. take place yeah. um, where someone is, you know, blind and they can see or they're paralyzed and they walk, they're dying or they live yeah. and they go through the scientific scrutiny and then the bishop proclaims them a miracle, meaning that God is the hand that caused this. But there are so many other miracles that we yeah. call everyday miracles mm -hmm. because they're happening every day. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about women who have terribly suffered from a decision they made when they were maybe young or in despair. Um, and you know, there's a, a chapter in the book and she describes that she had a hole in her after an abortion that she was forced to have when she was only 15, it was not her choice. And the parental right overrode her, um, you know, she said, I, we weren't Christians, but I knew that I wanted to, you know, 
protect this little baby. Um, and she said there was always a hole in her. Uh, she did get married. She did go on to have a family. She did convert and become a Catholic eventually because she married a Catholic man, but um, he wasn't in the church at the time. But, you know, as her life went on, she said, but I still had this hole that I couldn't explain. She said, and then I went to volunteer at Lourdes, and then they invited her to mm -hmm. take a bath. And she said she went into the water, and a liquid grace filled that hole. Yeah. She said it's the first time she felt whole mm -hmm. since she was 15 years old. So what a beautiful yeah. healing for her. And also she had complete love and forgiveness for her mother who had forced her to have the abortion. Um, and she cared for her mother as she was dying. So I mean that is really a life-changing, yeah. transforming. Her pastor wrote a letter to me when she returned and said, we sent a dimmed light mm. to volunteer and a bright light shines in our parish now. Mm. And Beautiful. he made a gift and said, I want other women to be able to go. I mean, that's how profound it was that everybody could see. And you know, this is a very personal story for her. And when the book was being written, I said, would you consider sharing your story? I said, I have to talk to my children. Mm -hmm. They're adults now. Right. Yeah. So you have to share it with, and um, they they all, they're very supportive. Uh, her son even flew her to, to go and speak for yeah. the book. Mm -hmm. But I mean, what a gift in her life. And there are other people yeah. in the book that- How many healings in that? Oh, I mean, there's so yeah. many right. healings from yes. the shock waves of that yes. abortion. How the many people are touched? Mm -hmm. How many people being reconciled? Yeah coming to the Lord, mercy, forgiveness, that's profound. So the book is filled, is that like stories with testimonies? Like oh, there's all kinds of stories in there of, uh, you know, people who have terrible revenge and hatred. Mm -hmm. I mean, very serious yeah. hatred, mm -hmm. like hired a hitman mm -hmm. hatred. Go to Lourdes and have this complete, um, complete conversion to live a holy life and, and the sacrament of reconciliation, you know, to, to return to the sacraments. Um, someone really, really broken and devastated. They were just here at the family celebration. Um, and it was so wonderful to see them, but um, we know them from Lourdes because mm -hmm. her first husband took his life and she was just inconsolable mm -hmm. and um, came with us to volunteer. And it just, she was filled with peace and and uh, forgiveness and, and she goes on to meet another volunteer in time and gets married and, and, and has a beautiful sacramental mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, an, another, a, a, a father really devastated and, and just broken. His only son died in an accident. Mm -hmm. He deploys um, right after that um, within a month and is deployed for a year and sees the, as a medical practitioner, just to see the worst that mm -hmm. can happen to humanity mm -hmm. in war. Um, and he leaves the church. He just says, I, mm -hmm. where's God? Mm -hmm. There is, you know, there's no God in this. Um, and then he comes to help some uh, wounded that are coming with us. And um, he goes into the grotto. And, uh, you know, he says he's not a mystical man. He's, he's a medical officer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said he heard a beautiful voice. Our lady said to him, I held my son and now I hold yours. Mm -hmm. And he said that was it. He said all of his anger and just mm. flooded right out of him in the grotto, all of his resentment, and mm. he was just overcome with love wow. and peace to know that 
his son is in Our Lady's arms mm -hmm. and until wow. he sees her and his son again. Mm -hmm. I mean, changed his life, transformed yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah. those are the right. kinds of stories that are in the book. And I, I even hesitate to call them stories, but you know, the gospels are stories. That's they're right. real, they're mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people think, well, that was 2000 years ago, they're dust. Well, these are real people now, their pictures are in the book. Mm -hmm. You can touch them, mm -hmm. you, can, you can touch their woundedness and touch their healing and their joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They this the incredible and each chapter is different. Another woman stung by a bee goes mm -hmm. into a coma. Oh my gosh. And um and she's praying the rosary the whole time and she sees the Eucharistic procession at Lord's and she said, That's what happens. That's how you get to heaven. Mm -hmm. You just follow Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. You could so she she when she comes out of the coma, very hard for her to speak when they take the intubation out. And she said, this is the, the key to heaven. She goes back into a coma. Mm -hmm. And then when she wakes up, she makes rosary beads now <laughs> um, and for people to pray the rosary. It was time was suspended mm -hmm. until um, four hours later when an ambulance arrived. And, but she survived the coma and just, I mean, these incredible stories that don't qualify yeah. for the medical bureau exactly. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. of, most of them, but they're oh, so profound, profound. Right. and yeah. and undeniable. Oh yeah, and it's just like it so doesn't many. matter. All I know is, hey, I once was blind and now I see. Yes. I don't know who caused this, but this is my story and yeah. I'm sticking to it, right? Because the fruit and the evidence and oh, the yeah. life changed, which is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So if people can't go, okay? So tell us all about the virtual yeah. pilgrimage. So God gave us a grace when we were founded 20 years ago for virtual pilgrimage. We didn't really know what to call it, but where we bring lords to those who are not going to the grotto at that time. So in parishes, the whole parish is not mm -hmm. necessarily going. Um, in prisons, they certainly can't mm -hmm. go, yes. right? In, in parochial schools, um, conferences, you know, women's uh, conferences, we've been to bring the message of Lord. So we have pieces of the grotto that the bishop entrusted to us. So in Lourdes, people go and you see them, they're touching the grotto. We bring it, there's beautiful music. Uh, we learn about the message of Lourdes. Then we have the Lourdes water. People experience the water as if they went to the baths. Mm -hmm. We have a Eucharistic adoration, benediction, if possible, a procession. And in the parish, if, depending on the time day, either inside or outside in the evening, we have a candlelight procession, just mm -hmm. like it's Lourdes. So in anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes to two hours, it's like you went to Lourdes. Mm -hmm. It's the next yeah. best thing to going. So much so that Pope Benedict um, the 16th, when yeah. he was still Holy Father, gave a plenary indulgence. It was the first time in the history of the Catholic Church they gave a plenary indulgence for a virtual experience mm -hmm. because it's like you went to Lourdes. Yeah. And so um, here comes COVID all these years, 15 years later, and people are able to receive this indulgence. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Father gave a special permission to broadcast on EWTN to 380 million people could experience Lords. And mm -hmm. you know, we have Lords where anybody who's watching you, anybody at home with Jim and Joy, you know, you can contact us and we'll send you Lord's water. Mm -hmm. um, people donate, but you don't have to, but just we want to share that grace of that liquid grace. And so people experience virtual pilgrimage. So if you want it to come to your parish, your community, your school, university, wherever, your conference, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're in prison ministry. So we go in an area, we kind of saturate the yeah. Lord's water yeah. in the community. Yeah. We have beautiful guides. They're all, we're guides of the sanctuary. Uh, we are not paid. The guides of the sanctuaries are not paid. We're mm -hmm. all volunteer docents. Yeah. So we bring that same message of Lord's. We have beautiful images, you know, the technology today. Mm -hmm. We can yes. make, the, it's like the grotto's right mm -hmm. behind us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
it's a great way to experience Lourdes. We just have about a minute left. And I'm just thinking of kind of a phrase, and the phrase is Lourdes for such a time as this. Mm. Can you speak to that, why it's so relevant today? This which happened 165 years ago. Lourdes today, relevant, how, why? Well, it is relevant, and that's why we have the My Lord's Faith Journey, the series of people yeah. who have these profound experiences and knowing Bernadette and knowing Lourdes because she is important to us today, the mother of God is. You know, some people are, they need their mother. Mm -hmm. And right now, in society, we do. That's and great. after COVID, some people just need that healing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people who are suffering, your purity can be restored, your dignity can be restored, your faith can be restored, or you can find any of those yeah. in the grotto. So it's important now. Marlene, can't thank you enough. You are a great witness to our Lord, to our yeah, Lady, and in the manifestations there and carrying them. I pray that many people would touch today, that they would respond as volunteers or just make a pilgrimage. Thank you for the grace that you've given to us. Thank you. Thank, thank you to you. both God of you. Bless you. Everyday Miracles of Lords, it's available. EW10RC.com. Go to the website, lordsvolunteers.org, lordsvolunteers.org. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. We are at home with Jim and Joy, and again, we have Father John Paul with us, and I'm so happy. Father, I mean, I just love having Marlene and hearing her yeah. stories and all the beautiful things God is doing. Tell us. Well, you asked, uh, as we were just going on, um, do you feel the presence of uh, the Holy there? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. The presence of the Holy, because the Mother of God is, is the Holy Theotokos, um, the God-bearer, uh, she who gave birth to God. Um, when you go down by the grotto in the evenings, um, it's just such a peaceful time. I love going down there all day long. Mm -hmm. There's 10,000 to 20,000 people mm -hmm. per day mm -hmm. that go to Lourdes. Uh, but when you go into, in the evenings, because when you go with the North American Lourdes volunteers, you stay in the sanctuary. So they shut the gates for everybody else. But when you go with Marlene's group, you can have the privilege of sometimes going down at like 11, 12 o'clock at night mm. to pray at the grotto when nobody's there, you know, wow. in, in silence. And that is powerful, let me tell you. And, you know, when I was there, I just really felt the need uh, the last time I was there back in 2018 to pray specifically for just the crisis that our church is in, the world that is in, especially for the victims of clerical sexual abuse. Mm. Um, we, we know uh, people suffer in body, right? But the suffering in soul and emotionally that the victims of clerical sexual abuse um, have to deal with the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Their lives are completely shattered. And just on the last pilgrimage, uh, there was nine victims of clerical sexual abuse mm -hmm. that went with Marlene. And she didn't know that until mm -hmm. a lot of them revealed that when they were over in Lourdes. And I think it's something that's really meant, you know, Lourdes is meant for healing 
You know, because I think when you're dealing with the, the, the issue against sexual purity and crisis, Our Lady provides the remedy for healing, for purity. So I think that when that issue, especially, is such a tender, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment of crisis that we're in in the church, we need to acknowledge that and really to invite victims of clerical sexual abuse too, mm-hmm. to Lourdes, you know, for healing. Uh, because, um, you know, we really owe it to them. Mm-hmm. The church does owe it to them uh, to provide for them really the healing, the, the medicine of healing. And I think Our Lady and the Immaculate Conception, who she is, she can bring healing and restoration, not just in, in body, but in soul and mind, you know. So that's I, profound, what, yeah, you, what you've just shared. I really think that that needs so to be said. You know. mm, thank you. Well, if they could get before the presence of our Lord and our Lady, they can mm-hmm. only be profound yep. things that take place. Father, close us in prayer with a blessing, please. Sure. Family, we pray in a special way for any um, victims or survivors of clerical sexual abuse, uh, those of you who may be listening Jesus. in our viewing audience. We pray in reparation for healing for you through the intercession of the Immaculate Conception. We pray that you may be filled with grace as Mary is filled with grace. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mm. Well, between where we are and the cameras and where you are, may you receive a miracle even today. You're an important part of this EWTN family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.